0: The Lord is in this place. Shall we turn to the scriptures? We turn to 1 Kings. Chapter 19. Verse 13. 19, 13. 1 Kings 19, 13. When Elijah heard it, He pulled his cloak over his face and went out and stood at the mouth of the cave. Then a voice said to him, What are you doing here, Elijah? Father, we are grateful to you for your word. We pray that you will speak to us. We pray that you will instill your counsel into each and every one of our spirits. Every resistance to the preaching of God's word, we bind them in the name of Jesus. Every critical spirit be stilled, and we take victory in Jesus' name. To Christ be the glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Please be seated. Today's message is titled, What are you doing here? What are you doing? doing here. So we do want to understand the context of this particular question that God is posing to his prophet, prophet Elijah. And so I read from 19.1 onwards. So we understand and even if we know we refresh our memory concerning what's brewing in this chapter. And Ahab told Jezebel all that Elijah had done and also how he had executed all the prophets with the sword. Then Jezebel sent a messenger to Elijah saying, So let the gods do to me and more also, if I do not make your life as the life of one of them by tomorrow about this time this is open intimidation threat from the palace itself and when he saw that when he realized that this was for real he arose and ran for his life and went to Beersheba which belongs to Judah and left his servant there but he himself He himself went a day's journey into the wilderness and came and sat down under a juniper tree. And he prayed that he might die and said, It is enough. Now, Lord, take my life, for I am no better than my father's. Then as he lay and sleep under the juniper tree, suddenly, An angel touched him and said to him, Arise and eat. Then he looked, and there by his head was a cake baked on coals and a jar of water. So he ate and drank and lay down again. And the angel of the Lord came back the second time and touched him and said, Arise and eat, because the journey is too great for you. So he arose and ate and drank. Thank God he did not go back to sleep. And he went in the strength of that food 40 days and 40 nights, as far as Horeb, the mountain of God. And then he went into a cave and spent the night in that place. And behold, the word of the Lord came to him. And he said to him, What are you doing here, Elijah? So he said, I have been very zealous for the Lord God of hosts. For the children of Israel have forsaken your covenant, tore down your altars, killed your prophets with a sword. I alone am left, and they seek to take my life. Then he said, Go out and stand on the mountain before the Lord. And behold, the Lord passed by, and a great and a strong wind tore into the mountains and broke the rocks in pieces before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind, an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. After the earthquake, a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, a still, small voice. So it was, when Elijah heard it, that he wrapped his face in the mantle and went out and stood in the entrance of the cave. Suddenly, a voice came to him and said, what are you doing here, Elijah? Praise the Lord. What are you doing here? Turn to your neighbor, ask your neighbor, what are you doing here? I hope you got an answer. No, very good. Maybe you should give an answer to your neighbor because the neighbor asked you the same question. What are you doing here? Have you ever heard that question before? I have. When do you hear that question? What are you doing here? Well, to begin with, when you are out of place, when you are not supposed to be where you are. When you are in a position and you are out of that position, when you find yourself or when someone finds you where you do not really belong, they ask you, what are you doing here? Or... The person is surprised to see you in that particular place. They pose that question to you, What are you doing here? Has anyone ever found you in a place where they were surprised to see you there and post this question, What are you doing here? Well, I hope that if they did ask that question, you were found doing something good and noble praise the lord well what else can good and noble people do praise the lord regardless of where we are we are always doing something good right mm. but here it's the lord almighty the omniscient god who knows everything that's asking elijah what are you doing here mm. This is a man who was on Mount Carmel once. Now, you need to understand. It's a long way from the peak of Mount Carmel to a cave. It's a long way. It's a downward spiral when you go from the peak from the mountain of prayer. To wilderness experience. From wilderness experience. To crawling in a cave. No wonder the Lord of hosts. posed this question to his prophet. What are you doing here? Praise God. Folks. In our spiritual life you and i have can have ups and downs when you read 18 and then 19 chapter 18 of first kings and chapter 19 of first kings you find a stark contrast in the character of this man who's called elijah 18 is in control. 18 is on the top of the mountain. 18 is calling the shots. 18 is dictating the terms. 18 is the mouthpiece of God. 18, he calls fire from heaven. Eighteen, he calls the rain down from heaven. Eighteen, he's on his knees. Eighteen, his head is between his knees. Eighteen, praise God, he is in control. Then comes 19. Nineteen is out of control. Nineteen is at the whims of a woman. Nineteen is intimidated. Nineteen is on the run. Nineteen is beaten up. Nineteen is willing to give up. Nineteen is calling it quits. 19 is ready to throw in the tower. This is a picture of almost every man and woman of God. Praise God. There are highs and there are lows. There are mountain experiences and there are valley experiences. Praise God. And then there is the run, the run. Here is a man who run because the hand of God came upon him. And the Bible said he outran the chariots of Ahab. This man could run. But then there was another run also. This was propelled by fear. The first one was propelled by the power of God, the hand of God. The second one was propelled by fear. We can be driven by the power of God or be driven by fear of men. God wants us to be men and women of God who are propelled and driven by the power of God. But as human beings, as James says, Elijah was a man as just passion, just like us. Praise the Lord. Praise God. Wow. Amazing, right? What a stark contrast. Praise God. Interesting, interesting. And what starts this run in 19 is a word from Jezebel that makes the ball go rolling. Praise God. And the man is afraid. Fear of men is a snare, says the Bible. The Bible said Jezebel sent a word, a messenger to Elijah saying, I give you 24 hours. You're going to be just like the prophets that you slay. Jezebel didn't need to give 24 hours. The man was missing for three and a half years. And then when she got a word that he was in Jezreel, She didn't have to give him notice. She could have just sent a hatchet man to get rid of him. You know what? Honestly, Jezebel was afraid of him as well. Sometimes we don't know what we carry. A man and a woman of God who's aligned to God carries the presence of God. Praise God. And you need not run away from the snares of the enemy. Praise God. Hallelujah. The Bible says, Rest the devil and he will flee away from you. The man who called fire from heaven could have stood his ground, but he buckled and so he started the run. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. And it's very interesting to see. Some of the greatest men and women in the Bible, they all went through a season where they were gripped by fear, despair for life, and some came down even to the point of being depressed. Yeah, men and women of God. From the Old Testament to the New Testament, you see them. One said, when I'm afraid, I will trust in God. You know who that was? The giant killer, David. He said that. It's recorded in the text. This guy said it like this. May the day I was born be wiped out. May the night be wiped away when people said a boy is born. May the day turn into darkness. May God in heaven not care about it. May no light Shine on it. You know who said this? Righteous man, blameless man, man who feared God, Job. Curse be the day I was born. May that day my mother bore me not be blessed. You know who said this? Jeremiah the weeping prophet. Check the next one out. We are under great pressure far beyond our ability to endure so that we despaired of life itself. Paul the Apostle recorded in 2 Corinthians eight. What do we gather from these snippets? Well, moments of fear, despair, and depression could come to anyone as we live in this world. There could be time when, where men and women's strength would wane. Their stamina would be no more. Fear can creep in, and anyone can get spooked out anytime. Praise God. It can happen. To the best of us. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. When it happened, and this happened to Elijah, we find him crawling in a cave. Praise God. Wow, what a journey, man. From Carmel, from the mountaintop Carmel to the wilderness. And from the wilderness, crawling into a cave. See, overnight, no one finds themselves in a cave. No one. It doesn't happen overnight. No one finds themselves in a cave overnight. When you look and study the life of Elijah, you will find the slow Journey that took him from where he was to where he is standing before the Lord. Number one, what was the fault? How could he find himself? How could the graph come down so low? How can a man of God go down so fast? Number one, we said was fear. Fear. This morning, as you're seated in the presence of God, ask yourself, has fear gripped you? Fear of the unknown. Fear of what can happen tomorrow. Fear about the future of your children. We're not talking about concern, we're talking about fear. Fear about losing your job. Fear about Health that's, that's going down. Fear. Is fear got hold of you? The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? Whom shall I be afraid of? Praise God. Trust in God. If fear has to- taken hold of your life, I want you to lift your eyes To Jesus, number two, he left, the Bible says, he left his servant alone in Beersheba and went further a day's journey into the wilderness. You know, when you have someone to fellowship, it imparts strength into you, praise God. Even the Bible gives premium to having a companion by your side. It could be your spouse. It could be your your best friend. It could be your buddy. Someone who values the presence of God. Someone who cherishes the presence of God. Someone who gives importance to the Scripture. When you are down and when you're failing, there is someone to stand by you, strengthen you. You know what Elijah did? He said, you stay here. Let me go further down. Praise God. Let me ask you, is there one person in your life, one, not two? You have more than one, it's good. Do you have one person that you can confide in? Do you have one person that you can confide in? Praise God. How far would you take that one person with you? Whether you find yourself on the top of the mountain. Or in the depth of a ministry. Or in the garden of Gethsemane. do you have one person one person in the most heat of the battle you have god no doubt no doubt but do you still have one person hallelujah daniel had three how many do you have praise aloud whether you are in ministry or in business Do you have someone to pour your heart? Praise the Lord. When you do, be careful who you pour your heart out to. You can't tell everything to everyone. So what are we talking about? Having the balance. Praise the Lord. Having the wisdom to share things that needs to be shared and things that does not need to be shared. Praise God. Move on. Praise the Lord. He went into wilderness where God did not send him. Praise the Lord. When you are down, you don't go down and under. Going to the wilderness was Elijah's choice. Going to wilderness, a barren experience, was his choice. It only takes you downward. Now he's saying that I want to die, meaning hopelessness has taken over. He doesn't see a light at the end of the tunnel. He only sees endless tunnel and no light. Let me ask you, my friend, this afternoon, are you in such a tunnel where you can't see the end of the tunnel? Where you cannot see light. Where hopelessness has taken over you. Fear has gripped you. Hopelessness has put a blanket over you. And you see no way out. Praise the Lord. You and I can go to places where no one can redeem us except God. Praise the Lord. And that's what we see here. Praise the Lord. Have you ever been in a cave? Have you ever been in a cave? Cave of isolation. Isolating yourself. Cave of loneliness. Being lonely. You could be seated in a stadium. But still you can be lonely. You could have thousands of FB friends, but yet be lonely. Praise God. Everyone who clapped hands for Elijah, no one was there. Why? Elijah put himself in that place. Praise God. Hallelujah. Are you in a cave of loneliness? Praise the Lord. Sometimes... When you listen carefully to what Elijah is saying when God questions him do you know what he says I have been very zealous for the Lord God of hosts for the children of Israel have forsaken your covenant tore down your altars killed your prophets with the sword I alone am left and they seek to seek they seek to stay, take my life away Cave of self-pity. Have you seen people who are having a pity party? There are people who have pity party. For some reason, they go through that phase over and over again because they can't seem to pull themselves out of it. Pity party. Going through the being in the cave of, of self-pity. Self-pity is sin because you know what? When God tells you, I am there for you, you are saying that there is no one for me. You are telling, when you are going through self-pity, you are saying, Lord, I don't like what you're doing for me. Self-pity says, God, even though when your word says you love me, I cannot feel that love. Your word says you are good, but I don't believe it. Self-pity. God's word says you are light, but being, being a person who's going through the cave of self-pity, you say that I'm still in darkness. The word of God says God is of a father. Self-pity says I can't relate to it. Self-pity, praise the Lord. When you are in that cave, your perspective changes. Look at his perspective. Look what he's saying. He is tired, exhausted. He's saying that there is no one, just me. Being in the cave of self-pity, you can only see yourself you don't see the reality praise the lord you know when you hear the answer of elijah to the lord who asked him what are you doing here the answer sheds light into the state of his mind and he's doing what normally discouraged depressed people do do you know what they do They selectively and inaccurately, they report the facts. This man is telling God, the Almighty, there is no one, just me. Sometimes when we are discouraged, we do this. Do what? We magnify the problems and we minimize the good that God has done for us. Have you ever done that? magnify the problems and minimize the good that we've experienced in our life think about this look what god had already done for elijah good look what god had already done through elijah yet is magnifying the problems And minimizing the good that the Lord has done. Do we do this? If you have been magnifying the problems. And minimizing what God has done for you. In you. Through you. Let me tell you. You are in a cave experience. Praise God. I always find people who say, I have no one but God. I have no one but God. Have you heard people say that? It's a a cliche. I got no one but God. My God, if you got God, you got everything. If you have him on your side, nay, if you are on his side, you got everything. Don't ever say that. I only got God. Praise the Lord. God and you, praise the Lord, can turn this world upside down. Praise God. Hallelujah. This morning, this afternoon, look to Jesus. Don't look at your problem and go through a pity party. But look to Jesus who is the solution, who is the source of strength, who is the source of inspiration. He's the power behind you that can take you to heights that you've never been before. Praise God. God. Hallelujah. Now, God did not leave him high and dry. Now, that's wonderful about God. That's wonderful about Jesus. Up, down. All expectation shattered. The report is the man of God has ran away. Israel Times reports the man of God is afraid. God of heaven looks down at this man of God. And he decides to give him a lift. Praise God! Are you feeling down? I want to tell you, you come to the right place. God has a word for you, and that word's His is going to lift you up. Yeah, yeah, yeah! It's going to ask you, "What are you doing here?" But He has a cure for you. Is Jehovah Rapha? Not only a solution for your physical ailment, your emotional ailment, your mental ailment, your re- relational ailment, your spiritual ailment, whatever your ailment is this morning. For your loneliness, for your isolation, for your despair. Praise God. Your disappointment, your depression. God has a solution for you. Look what God does for Don't write him off. God didn't say, I'm going to go and get someone better than you. He says, no. He sends his angel. He says, my man is under the juniper tree. He's exhausted. He's tired. Go feed him. The angel of the Lord comes with fresh baked bread and a jar of water. Wakes him up. Arise, get up Eat and drink The man is exhausted, gets up He doesn't even turn back and say thank you He doesn't even look to see who did it He just eats and drinks Goes back to sleep Tired Heaven waits Heaven waits Heaven waits Praise God Hallelujah Hallelujah has heaven been waiting for you? Isn't it beautiful? The God that we serve. Everything moves based on the command of God. But he's waiting for his man. Praise God. Sends the angel a second time. But bread and water ministering to his physical need. Praise God. God allows him to sleep. Rest. 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 I know you're tired. You rest. Rest. I know you've been running. Rest. When you ran for me, you ran in the power of God. But now this running has made you tired because you were gripped by fear. So rest. Feeds him a second time. This time gives him an instruction. Your journey is too long, too far Eat, get up, eat and drink Praise God God is a custom cut way Of ministering to our need And as you are sitting here Giving up on hopes Giving up because what's forecasting does not look good. I want to tell you, God has ways of dealing with everyone. The way he deals with you might not be the way that he deals with me. The solution that he has for you might not be the solution that is for, for me. empower Gives him the instruction. The Bible says he got up and he walked 40 days, 40 nights in the strength of what was given to him. Praise God. What kind of food that is. Boy, what kind of drink that is. That you can run on it, you can walk on it. Praise God. Trek on it for 40 days and 40 nights. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. A word from God. A word from God. A morsel of bread from Him. A word from the scripture. Praise God. A word deposited into your spirit can raise your inner man to stand up and get you going. Praise God. He knows what that word is. Praise God bread and water from above can do a work in you that can take you to places that you've never been before praise god hallelujah then god puts into display his power god shows the wind what the wind can do he shows the earthquake what the earthquake can do it shows the fire what the fire can do. It's simply reminding Elijah who God is. Praise God. And then he hears the still small voice. Getting the frequency right. By this time, the man was aligned to the frequency of heaven. He could hear him again. He heard him on Carmel. He heard him at the brook. He heard him at the widow's house. He heard him when he stood before Ahab. Now God Reconnects Now he can hear him God wants you to Get your frequency right When you sit with this Do you hear him speak to you? Do you hear him speak to This is so beautiful God can speak to us from Genesis He can speak to us from Revelation This thing can jump out of the page And talk to you Thus Which was written thousands of years ago can jump out of the page And talk Into your Situation He will minister to you But you and I need to come to a place where we Hear him speak Hallelujah. So God gives him a cure for his malady. It's beautiful. This man thinks it's all over. God says, come up. I'm going to jumpstart you. I'm going to jumpstart you. Praise God. Elijah went downward, but God called him upward. And this is what he's doing for you this morning, my friend. He's calling you upward. He says, come up, come up, come up, come up, come up. I'm going to give you new lease to life. I'm going to give you a new sense of direction. I'm going to give you a new assignment. Praise God. Wrapped up, ready to throw in the towel. God says it's not over. Look, the modest operanda of God from downward to upward, from wilderness to Mount Horeb, praise God, sponsored and propelled by the Lord of hosts himself from out of the cave into the world again. Praise God. Hallelujah. Mount Horeb is where God gave instruction to Moses. And the formation of Israel takes place. Mount Sinai, Horeb, the same. Elijah is called by God onto Mount Horeb. And God is giving him a plan for the reformation of Israel. The very thing that he complained about God gives him a solution Starting by saying You know Go and pick a successor for you God tells him I got 7,000 that has not bowed down their knee to me And then there is the hundred That Obadiah has been feeding If left open Elijah would have gone and picked anybody that he want. But God tells him who is going to be his successor. Why does God tell him? Because even though it sounds like his successor, the next man would be also be the man of God who has to hear from God and who has to do the will of God. So anyone will not matter you pick and choose that won't matter call the council and do it that won't matter God of hosts says I picked you and I picked the next one that's what matters praise God one number two The problem of Baal worship in Israel. God brings a solution. He says, anoint Hazel, anoint Jehu, anoint Elijah. Elijah, you have an international ministry. You have a national ministry. And you have a ministry where you have to pick the next person. Praise God. Elijah could only do one of three, but God uses the next man to do the other two. God's plans and purpose always prevail. Praise God. When man fails, God prevails. Praise God. With you or without you. God's plans and program will press in with you or without you. But we always want to be with Him. Praise God. Hallelujah. My friend, what's driving you this afternoon? Fear or power from above? Fear of men, which is a snare or fear of God which is the beginning of wisdom where are you on the wilderness or on the mountain where are you running away or running towards are you crawling in the cave of self-pity or standing before God hearing what he wants to say if you're down under I want you to lift your eyes to him. He can pull you up. And when he pulls you up, he can put you on the top of the world. Praise God. If you're lowly and isolated, magnifying the problems, praise God. Shift, shift what? Your sights. Put on him. He will rewrite and give you a clearer vision for the future. All eyes closed. Praise God. We're going to sing as we sing. We're going to look to ourselves. Where are we this afternoon? Where are you? God has not given up on you. Don't give up on him. It's not over till he says it's over. God is calling you to come out of the cave. Is calling you to rise up, get up and start the journey. Go. Go towards the call that he's placing on your life. Get your frequency right. He wants you to hear him again and be propelled by the power and the purpose of God. Hallelujah.